Hi, I'm George Tekmachev. Welcome back for this special edition of the Eastern Target Archery Podcast, the Vegas Shoot 2021 edition. And with us is the hardest working man in the sport. It's Bruce Cull. Bruce, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, George. Um, I'd love to be here under different circumstances, but you know, life is life, isn't it? Well, I, we haven't uh, we haven't told folks what's going on, but uh, you know, we all have the same circumstances to share, whether we're in Salt Lake City, where I am right now, or in Yankton, South Dakota, where you are right now, or in Paris, or Moscow, or Berlin, or anywhere else around the world where people listen to our podcast and. Um, let's just dive right in. Uh, the Vegas shoot, of course, is something that you and I talked about on our last podcast. And uh, that is the last one you and I uh, were on. And, um, you know, we knew that there were going to be changes. And that yep. has indeed come to pass. There will be a Vegas shoot, but it won't be what we're used to. So dive. let's dive in. Yeah, you know, basically, George, uh, we sent a press release out last night. So some of your listeners have probably read it. And it's... Um, like I said, it isn't uh, the thing I would sure like to be doing, but, you know, it is what it is. And what we've done is uh, basically because of the restrictions in Nevada. Um, and, you know, we really did our due diligence and we waited as long as we could. But um, the, the restrictions, the law in Nevada right now is, is so ridiculous that, um, I mean, the, the largest number of people we can have in one room is 25 people. Um, you know, and basically we could probably end the podcast right there because everybody knows what's coming. I mean, we couldn't do... A shoot. I mean, there's no way. Um, and that's 25 people total. That includes judges, you know, anybody running the thing. Um, it's ridiculous. So, you know, needless to say, we, we couldn't do it. Now, what we've done, and, you know, there's been a lot of virtual things. We've done our national that way. Um, we sat down, and, and we've been thinking about this for a long time in case this moment came. And we came up with, uh, you know, what we thought was the best solution and that is to basically have the flight divisions and the youth all shoot virtually. Um, you know, and, and what we mean by virtually is, and, and we don't have everything decided yet. In fact, um, we'll make our announcement on the actual formats, uh, hopefully by the first of the year. So in another three weeks here, as we get more defined in what we're able to do and not do. But, you know, uh, the the integrity of the Vegas shoot, just the sheer length of time that it's been around and the size that it is we we wanted to do something um well, well let me back you up just for a second yeah, i mean you know sure. you've been consistent in saying that you didn't want to compromise on the quality of the vegas shoot you didn't want to compromise and have some kind of a you know um strange amalgamation of uh circumstances where you wouldn't be able to have everybody participate and you wouldn't be able to have a real tournament and I would say that you're holding to that because by by changing up the way that it'll be done this year, you leave the door open for the Vegas shoot to be restored without anybody really having a bad taste in their mouth from coming to Vegas and having a bad experience in 2022. And I think that's an yeah. important consideration here. Yeah, you, you know, and, and, you, and you're dead right. I mean, the, the big, you know, in a nutshell, let me just give you the, the two bullet points. So we're going to have, a virtual tournament, um, and, and the exact rules of that will come later, but we're going to try to do, uh, you know, world archery did an incredible event, you know, that several thousand people. Um, I really like what they did. You know, there's been issues like there is with everything, you know, there's been talk of people cheating and pencil pushing. Well, 
you know, you're going to have that. Um, we, we've tried to come up with a solution to try to address it, but it, you know, it's all a learning experience for everybody. And I, I really compliment world archery on doing that and being the leader in that. Cause I think that was a great deal. Um, they obviously, uh, were able to do that and give back to the sport even more than we can. Um, because it was a free thing for them, basically for the, for the competitors. And I think that was great. That that's kind of a role they have as that leader. And I think it was awesome. Um, we've done our national indoor that way. And we really had a, a kind of a fun time with that. It's a lot of work. Um, I don't think we'd ever want to ever do virtual forever, or we probably wouldn't be around because it's not our real forte. But, no, shockingly, um, you know, it's shockingly doing a virtual thing is more work than, Oh yeah. You know, right. I mean, I, I I did two seminars for World Archery in October and in November, one for compound and one for recurve. Yeah. I, I will tell you that the amount of technical effort required, um, I, I actually, at least for the first one, not the second one, because we had it down by the second one, but for the first one, it would have literally been easier for me to get on a plane in Salt Lake City, land in Paris, get on a plane in Paris, <laughs> fly to Geneva, take the train to Lausanne, do the seminar in person, and and you know stay in, in Switzerland for a few days. It literally would have been easier because the technical challenges from the, the way that we did it the first time were so, um, shall we say, daunting. That yes. So I, I, I can appreciate what you're saying, and I think a lot of folks don't realize that putting on a technically proficient remote event is hard to do. And it Very gave me hard. a new appreciation for, for you know, my friend Junji uh, Ozawa in Japan and yes. his team, yeah. uh, what they did back in July with that first remote tournament using the Ian Seo scoring system. When I looked yep. behind the scenes of what was needed to make that really work, it was very... Um, very impressive, and it required a lot of long hours by a few dedicated people. And it, this is going to be similar, isn't it? Oh yeah, and it's going to be you know it's similar but yet different. Um, and and I don't want to confuse people, but um, you know, I, I, so basically we're going to have a virtual for those two major divisions, the flights, which is about twenty five hundred people. You know, a lot of people don't really look at that, but you know, that's like the second big biggest tournament if it was independent by itself absolutely um, true yeah or, or know, biggest really have, i mean second to vegas yeah. yes and then and then when you look at our youth which are a huge important part of everything that we do i mean we give scholarships there and we're yeah. going to do the same thing you know we have about a thousand kids there um and then the last group is the championships well the championships um we're going to try to do in person yet um we don't have the date set yet we have a, a range but as you can imagine trying to schedule things now is really hard and of course we're still dealing with the same thing the yeah. unknown yeah you know we just don't we what we do know right now is that we can't have a vegas shoot the way it was so you know and you know it's interesting the press release came out last night and social media of course went all over it um the, the one thing i want to assure people of um you know, I got attacked a little bit, which is kind of typical, um, and I, I can take that. I've got broad shoulders. But let me tell you, if there's a group of archers that I have that is near and dear to my heart, it's the championship, the amateurs, um, and, of course, the kids. I mean, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I mean, I, I never shot as a professional archer. I never shot in a championship. I shot 
Vegas multiple times um, as an amateur, and I love the flights. Um, and I'm going to tell you something. The flights are literally the bread and butter of the Vegas shoot. Well, actually, I, I really I really agree with you. I think the flights yeah. are the heart and soul of Vegas, and it's the they reason are. why Vegas – you know I've talked about this before, but the reason Vegas is the success that it is is the flight system gives everybody a chance to be a winner when they go home. Absolutely. Well, you know, and, and I, I kind of want to explain that a little bit. In fact, that's probably the most important thing for me to explain. Um, you know, the, the flights, If for those of people that are listening that really don't know, which I understand because they go there and they have fun. You know, they, it's, a, it's the camaraderie. It's the annual event. I mean, it's the Super Bowl, the proving grounds of archery. Um, and, and, you know, Vegas has been made up by multiple facets. But... You know, that the, the flight division is really cool because, you know, it's something that is really a crapshoot. And like you and I have talked, obviously, it's the heart and soul. It, it's what's made it. Um, you know, and in, in layman's terms, the easy way to say it is, you know, there's 2,000 plus people in there. But what's cool is eight out of every 30 some people win money. And you really don't know where you are in that whole group unless you're the very top person. You know, the rare person that shoots a 900 in the flights, right? Um, which there's very, very few of. So, right. you know, the bulk majority and, and, you know, so somebody said, well, how are you going to control pencil pushing? How are you going to control cheating? Well, you know, some of the ideas have been, OK, we're going to make you shoot at least with three other people. So it's, you know, three or four that shoot in a group, um, which is exactly what you do in Vegas now. I mean, you know, this way you can do it um, at your own leisure over a period of whatever time we allot for it. Um, you know, then your scores will come in. And here's the really cool part that a lot of people don't realize. The flighting system in Vegas um, and the way we flight them is always been, you know, as they say, the fine print. Um, the last few years, we've done it pretty simple. We've done the first and second day score. And then that flights you. Then your last day score is added to it and you're placed in the flight. Well, we have the ability to flight by any one of multiple options um and i can tell you right now we will not flight like we did last year when it's an in-person event sure so we may flight after the total score is done we may flight based upon the second end of the first day the fifth end of the second day and the first end of the third day you can do anything you like in terms yeah, of that system yeah and what's cool is we're going to let a computer pick how we do it we're going to give it all the options and pick that method. So once again, guess what that is? That's a big crapshoot, which obviously you're still there for the skill of archery, but winning is the icing on the cake or the luck of the draw or the roll of the dice. I mean, that's kind of the whole idea. And I think that's going to be really fun. And, you know, kids will be the same way, but their payout will be obviously scholarships like they have been. And, um, you know, we definitely want to perpetuate that like we can. No. So, you know, that kind of explains that. Then you get into, okay, why is the championship an in-person? Well, multiple reasons. Number one, you know, for those that don't understand it, you know, we, we talk about pros. Well, some of them are pros. The majority are. But they're the top shooters in the world, okay? Um, that event, for the credibility of just the money that's paid out, um, needs to be something that's under complete control. So, and the other thing is it fits into what we are hoping will be a capacity number that we can handle. Um, and when I say handle, I mean according to what the Nevada law is going to be. Um, there's about six to 800 that normally shoot in all the championships. 
we're hoping we get four to 500, which is kind of what we can handle. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's kind of the word, the place it's going now, you know, a lot of people are going to say, okay, so are you still going to pay $55,000? Well, the answer that's very simply no. Um, you know, the amount we're going to pay is going to be based upon entry. Um, the amount we're going to charge is, is something we still have to work up and, and come up with by the first of the year. Um, my gut reaction, initial reaction is that we're probably going to be charging somewhere around half. Um, and we'll probably be paying out somewhere around half. Um, so, you know, those are, those are kind of the bullet points, the big picture, but I can tell you that, you know, my team, myself, um, we've all put thousands of hours into this cause it's been, it's been on our minds for eight months now, sure. um, you know, praying that something could happen, but, um, you know, that's where we are. And, um, you know, it's, it's out of our control when it comes to the laws. Um, you know, we just, we can't, we can't control the politics of a state. And this, the times that we're in. No, and you know, Bruce, I understand the pressure this has put you and your team under, and I, I, I like to assure you that, uh, you know, in this is not uh, criticism or meant to be any kind of, uh, you know, hey, Bruce, how come you didn't do this or do that? This is not what this discussion sure. is about. So I, I, I'm, I'm getting the sense you've been a little beat up over the last 12 hours, and I, I sympathize. But at the same time, I want you to realize that you're the people making it happen. You're the people getting it done. And oh, yeah. as a and result, like said, you know. Yeah, I mean, we understand the criticism. I mean, that's going to come. People are frustrated. I don't. Well, it's easy to criticize. It's hard to put on yeah. an event. Yeah, and, and you know, we, you know, all, all I can say is that you know we're all humans. Obviously, there's no there's no wizard up here waving a magic wand. Um, you know, the, it, we just don't have all the answers, and we're trying to do what's best for everybody. You know, and of course, you know, a couple of things that I didn't mention. You know, along with that, you know, some some people I'm sure are thinking, why didn't they just cancel it completely? Well, the the fiduciary responsibility we have as an organization. I mean, we've got a lot of employees to pay. We've got bills to pay. And we also need, you know, we need to have some type of income, um, obviously, even if it's reduced. I mean, you know, w one of the things that really woke me up, um, as I'm involved in a lot of different industries, when I heard the SHOT shows canceled, when I heard, you know, Ford Motor Company's conventions canceled, when I heard everything is canceled, and then I started to hear recently uh, what's going on in the actual city of Vegas. I mean, the South Point employs 2,500 regular full-time employees, and they're in the hundreds right now. I mean, they're down to a skeleton crew. Um, a lot of the big casinos, the Mandalay Bay Group, some of those, they are not even open Sunday through Wednesday. They're closed. The entire, entire casinos are closed. Um, and they're open just Friday, you know, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, I mean, this is a major, major, major hit to Vegas, and I'm sure it goes much further. You know, the big convention cities are are really hurting. There just aren't conventions anymore. So, yeah, and everything, you know, all the infrastructure that goes with that, the hotels, the trans, the transport. I mean, imagine, you know, but yeah. but you know, we we recognize that, but we need to do what we can do with what we do have available. I think that's that's Absolutely. the message here. 
Yeah. And right? I mean, to, the easy route um, would be just to say, yeah, it's done. Yeah, that is but the easy know, way out. But, you know, at the end I, of the day, taking the easy way out is is not the right thing to do. You say you have a fiduciary responsibility, and you're absolutely right. But we, you know, all of us who are involved in something like, you know, I have a tiny role that, you know, I, I enjoy uh, providing to the Vegas shoot. And, you know, I'll miss doing that this year. But the reality is that every one of us should do whatever we can to try to put on an event that people can enjoy. And that's exactly what I think you're doing here. Because Yeah, we're just, yeah, we are. We're just trying everything we can, you know, to get by. And believe me, I saw, I, I traveled to Vegas with a few people to just start this process a couple months ago. And you could see light at the end of the tunnel. But there was too much politics in it. And I just said, you know, we don't know. But the book, I mean, it's a book that they have for regulations. And I mean, I've only touched on, you know, 25 people per room. Um, You know, some of the other ones are the hotel capacity started at, you know, they've got 2,350 rooms in the South Point. And they were cut down to half. So they could have a little over 1,000. Well, we take 2,000 of those rooms when we have our event. And the place next door... Because they're a timeshare, we're cut even worse. Well, now the governor signed another executive order, and it took the hotel to 25%. Well, you know what? That's all. We can hardly handle that with just one division. Um, restaurants. You, every restaurant that's open, which are only about half of them in the South Point, you have to make a reservation at least two hours prior. Well, what's going to happen when we try to have something and people go there and they can't eat, they can't gamble, they can't go to a movie? They can't. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just frustrating as hell. And I mean, there's restrictions in terms of what even food you could bring into the into the competition area, things like that, I presume, right? Oh, because you got to wear a mask, can't take a mask off to eat, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yes. Yeah. Well, I, so, you know, yeah, again, Bruce, doing... I, I don't think anybody's going to question anybody who knows anything is going to question the decision to make adjustments here. You know, I, I think right. just moving moving forward with this, though, there's a couple of ripple effects. One, potentially a positive ripple effect. How um, how geared is the potential for people from outside the country to potentially participate? given that payouts could be complicated in that kind of a situation. Well, the, yeah, I mean, the, you mean as far as in the flights? or the Yeah, 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 just the flights, the flights. The fl- yeah, okay, if we talk about the flights, the, the good part is, you know, we deal with that now on a regular basis. Um, we pay, I, I think, 40% of our payout goes to foreign people. Right, um, but you do it with a physical check, right? Uh, yeah, but and they cash those, and we're able to wire the money. You okay. know, we've learned um, through a lot of different things. Um, in fact, uh, you, Easton helped us a lot. Greg Easton helped us way back um, in plans when they were doing pro staff payouts and some other organizations. I talked to a guy at General Motors that pays people all around the world, and we have a, a an agreement with a lot of the countries. In fact, it's almost all of them that we deal with where they don't have tax problems. Um, the only time you get into a big problem is when somebody wins that big, big one. Um, then they have to deal with that, and that's their responsibility in those countries. But sure. for the majority of what we're talking about, um, I'd say 99%, it's no issue. Okay. So, yeah. So that's really good news then, because it means yeah. technically that if you have the infrastructure that can handle that, you could have people shoot the Vegas shoot from anywhere this Absolutely. particular time 
Yep, that is absolutely. huge. That is huge. Yeah, and I think it's a cool way. You know, the other thing, too, that I'll add, um, this was done by a suggestion of several people that I spoke with in the last week. Um, but, you know, we, we started to, to go into real virgin territory, which is what about 2022? <laughs> and I laughed and said, you know, when this started in March, I would have bet any amount of money you wanted to that Vegas wouldn't be affected this year, the one we're talking about. Sure. And um, all of a sudden I said, oh, my gosh, I mean, I can't believe we'd have a problem in 2022. Well, I, I don't think we will to the, you know, to any type of a, a level that we're dealing with now. But one thing that we are offering is everybody that registers for this 21 event, either the virtual or the in-person, is going to be guaranteed a slot in the 2022 Vegas. Um, even if that even if that turns out to be, say, 6,000 people participating, I mean, is that possible? Uh, that oh, you- yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, once again, our hands are going to be tied if there's some legal thing. You oh, know, sure, if, sure, sure. If the United States isn't functioning and the world isn't functioning, so be it. We'll have bigger but, problems. If that happens, we'll have bigger problems in our Vegas shoot, Bruce. So yeah, let's absolutely. not even go there. <laughs> no, exactly. But no, I mean, yeah, and nothing would be cooler than if we had a huge number. Um, and the one thing, um, you know, that we thought of that was real important to announce to people right now is that, as always, you cannot shoot the flights and the championship. So Pick one. Um, yeah, and, and, and that's a, a big deal and for a lot of reasons. And, you know, just to kind of talk about that championship, the in-person event we'll be having, um, you know, our time frame, we're, we're hoping that it's going to be somewhere between as early as June to as late as August or September, sure. somewhere in that time frame. And once again, that's a logistical nightmare. Uh, the one thing we do know as we get ready and we get a tentative date set with the South Point, um, that we're going to have a limit as of now and, and even of them, you know, we'll probably have 500 people roughly. Um, now, we normally have in the championships, you know, six to 800, somewhere in there, 750 is kind of a golden number we've used. Um, and I think 500 is realistic. Um, you know, and, and one of the things we thought of was, okay, what happens if a thousand people you know, want to sign up for it. Well, we've got to do the only thing we can do, which is take the people that were entered in the last two years and give them the first shot. And then we're just going to have to get to a point where we have to shut it off because of the, whatever that number is, you know, that the South point and the state of Nevada will allow us to have. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose the other other thing you could do would be to have a qualifying score. I mean, that might be something you could do. Yes, and that, that is, that's something that we did think about, um, which, you know, it makes a logistical kind of a nightmare. Um, but, you know, I, I think we have to give credit to the people that have shot that for years. And we have all those, you know, we have all the data on that. So, sure. you know, for, for somebody to try to just jump into it, we would love it. But, um, you know, we can, once again, even the in-person event can only handle so many. Sure. Now, you know, here's the thing, Bruce. The... The elements that that make the championship event in Vegas, it's the atmosphere, it's the people looking eye to eye, it's the camaraderie that the shooters share when they're ready to go. Um, I think those elements are the things that you're going to preserve for this uh, in-person event. Uh, yes. Especially yeah. if it takes place when we are hopefully in a better place in terms of the current circumstances. You know. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that um, I, I'm really strong on, um, you know, here again, 
you know, anybody that's thinking, you know, why does the championship get to go, but we don't? Well, <laughs> here, here's the problem. If by some reason that you were able to go and not be in it, you couldn't watch it anyhow. Right. Because of, of, of all our, you know, the, the laws on number of people. Um, so, but, but Bruce, that, I, don't think you, I don't think you even have to address that. I don't think any right-thinking person, once they give this a little bit of thought, would even question, you know, yeah. this, this plan of action. Because it's just, well, it's the only yeah, thing you can do. So, you know and, what? Yeah, what? This, isn't, this what wasn't a, your first choice. This was your oh, only no. choice, really. And one of the things I want to do, and, you know, you've been involved in it, helping, you know, being an announcer and stuff. One of the things that I really want to do, you know, I love the YouTube thing. I love what we do with INCO and World Archery, you know, getting it out, um, you know, and live streaming it. But I really want to try to, I, I don't know if I can do it, if, if, if it's in the realm of possibilities, there's there's some really good hope. But I would love to have something on regular TV, NBC Sports, whatever it may be. Well, for sure, I, I know that some of the European broadcasters were carrying the world archery stuff, and NHK right. in Japan was carrying some of the world archery virtual stuff, you know, the head-to-head -head stuff. So if we get a, you know, if you get a good enough technical solution and the quality of the feed is good enough, I, you know, it's almost certain because of what's going on, you know, with, you know, every other sport network somewhere is going to want to carry it. So for sure, right. that's a possibility. Yeah, and I, I think that's, you know, that would really showcase the thing to, you know, it would bring the thing as close to camaraderie as we can get in these kind of times. So, Absolutely. Um, and, of course, that brings in, you know, another thing. Uh, the other thing that I haven't mentioned, I saved the best for last. I mean, our vendors, our sponsors, our trade show, I mean, isn't it, it's a complete part that if it's missing, the Vegas shoot is not the Vegas shoot. Right. And, you know, there was no way that they could come. We sent out, you know, several questionnaires and I mean, no, I, I, I know of a couple of companies that would not let their employees go to Vegas if you had it this year to begin with. So, uh, yeah, and it's, it's more than a couple. It was yeah. a, a overwhelming majority. Um, so, you know, that being said, you can't have all these people come and, you know, use that as a vehicle to, you know, be able to, purchase their stuff from overseas and you know just the whole aspect was just gone so um you know once again um you know we're going to try to do something obviously we've got a, a a big platform of uh you know archers were the biggest tournament in the world obviously and you know hopefully we can do something that is equitable for the vendors and the sponsors to do something through our in-person event and our and our uh, virtual event both so yeah, I mean, it, very complicated, something I didn't want to think I'd ever have to worry about. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is. Absolutely. You know, the and, and not to uh, not to add to your burden of complication, but, you know, one of the elements, this is one of the big linchpins of World Archery's um, Indoor World Series, which was virtual for, I believe, three segments. And then there was hopefully going to be a live segment for Neem, and then, you know, the final in Vegas. And, of course, now that's potentially changing. Um, are you thinking of adding, uh, and have you talked to World Archery about potentially adding that final to your June, July, August time frame event? Is that something? You that know, we're, yeah, it, it's obviously something that's on the radar. It's in the infancy stage. Um, you know, I, I spoke to some of the people at World Archery yesterday um, just to talk about some of the potentials. And, of course, 
we're going to pursue that further. I mean, that's, you know, we've had an excellent partnership there. I think it's been equitable. It's helped everybody. Um, the, the one problem that we have is we, we've got to look at it realistically. And, you know, if the in-person event can uh, allow some of the foreign archers that are the top level archers to attend, then it adds a whole different light to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and one of the things too, um, that, is definitely a factor when we look at archery as a sport is you know this is now the new olympic year and the olympics is scheduled for july 23rd um and so we we want to watch that we're very cognizant of that um you know my my hope would be that we could have this in-person event after that um simply because you know obviously the compound archers aren't in it but a lot of the world is watching that and yep. we should watch it yep and if this was afterwards, the one thing we would know is that it opened up some travel limitations or restrictions. So, Very much so, yes. If, yeah, you know, and, you know, we all hope and we pray that the Olympics is going to happen. Um, I mean, I don't think you could bet on that in Vegas. I'm talking about yeah. <laughs> literally Well, going to there's, the, there's the as, we speak, as we speak, <laughs> Tokyo 2020 has a pretty good plan in place right now for how they're going to handle things, but it's not going to, you know, just like you said, you know, Vegas is going to be different this year. Well, the Olympic games in Tokyo will be different next year. And, and it might mean even to the point of very few, if any spectators, yes. after all, it's a televised event. And, um, yeah. you know, it's going to be a little weird to, uh, not have a cheering crowd at, uh, at an archery event. It takes us all the way back to like 1988 because <laughs> yeah. we've yeah, had cheering exactly. crowds ever since. But at the yep. same time, I think, um, you know, I, I do believe that we will have an Olympic Games and it's going to be a different Olympic Games, but it will happen um, come come what may, uh, one way or the other. And, and you know, Japan is, has had its own difficulties with the situation right now, but they're doing better than a lot of countries and they've got pretty good planning in place. And that just, you know, that just came up with... Uh, the IOC president, Mr. Bach, uh, having made his first visit to Tokyo since the start of the pandemic uh, just a few days ago, he's looked over the preparations. He's satisfied that things are on track. So on that side, and we'll be talking to Tom Dillon about some of this, but on that side yeah. of things, it seems that um, you know things are moving forward. And so uh, if I did, if I were a betting person, which I'm not, and if, if Vegas was taking a line on it, which I don't think they are, I would put money on, yes, there will be a Tokyo Olympic Games. And, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a different one, but it'll be there, and we'll have that. So, you know, I was going to bring up the games. I'm glad you did, and I think having it in a time frame afterward is a, is a good idea. You know, I was, I was yeah. having a conversation with my friend Jay Bars the other day, our mutual friend. and Who's uh, that? Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and Jay By the was, way, Jay Bars is one of those, let's talk about Vegas for a second with Jay. Um, I'm guessing... Other than maybe Pete Shepley, he could be one of the most, um, what, what's the right word? He's attended Vegas more times than I think almost anybody, yep. um, at least in my lifetime. Yep. Ed Eliasson. Jay's not that old. No, yeah. but he's been attending it since he was a kid, and yep. um, a little kid. And uh -huh. uh, Ed Eliasson might have might have uh, a few more than Jay, maybe, yeah. but not, you know, I mean, it's an unbroken string with Jay for 40-something years, I think. Yeah, I had to look Jay up, and he was actually um, uh, well, he was a cadet or some age level they had when he first shot it, and we found his scores, and he said, I didn't shoot that. And I, <laughs> yes, he yeah. did. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, no, that's great. But, but, 
but but here's ahead. here's why I brought it up. Jay's thought was, you know what? We have indoor season. We have outdoor season. And and actually, Steve Anderson had the same comment. They were both saying this um, separately, uh, with you know, with no corroboration, no no discussion between them. Um, they're saying, let's just have archery season. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah. whether it's indoors or outdoor, you know, it's kind of it's reminiscent of that great archery week you had earlier yeah. this year, where you had yeah. an outdoor event, you had an indoor event, you had a field event. It was archery. It wasn't indoor archery or outdoor archery. It was just archery season. And maybe yeah. that's maybe that's what we have to look forward to, is archery well, season starting again. Yeah, I, I think that um, is what we have to look at at least for a, a short term. You yeah. know, yeah, there's no doubt. I, and, and also, there's no doubt that we don't, you know, having had some experience in this area. No, I don't want virtual tournaments permanently going forward. They suck. Yeah, no kidding. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah, tell you, you what, know, virtual mean, seminars are no fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't even like the word virtual. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't fit with archery. I mean, it, you know, it is a way, as we say, to get by. Um, and, and I think you're right. I think the majority of people understand what's going on. I don't think anybody likes it, but the the problem is much bigger than archery. Um, well, we've all got obviously we've all got to tackle this together. And you're doing your part. The team at NFAA is doing its part. The NFAA Foundation team is doing its part. The archers will do their part because I guarantee you one thing. You are going to have eager participation from people who have the right mindset and who want to get back into competition and who will enjoy being part of Vegas Shoot 2021, whatever it looks like by the time you're done. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, I know it's hard work. I know it's been difficult. And I know it's been frustrating at times, but I, I will tell you, I appreciate what you do. And I know a lot of our listeners do too, Bruce. Oh yeah. I thank everybody for that. I mean, the biggest thing I can say is, you know, get a positive attitude. We're dealing with something that's out of everybody's control and, you know, everybody's doing the best. And by the way, um, I, I, the one thing I do want to tell people, criticism, um, ideas, constructive stuff, um, you know, email us, get a hold of us. Uh, our email is, Info at nfaausa.org. Um, dot com. I'm sorry, I say that all the time because we have an org and a com. It's nfaa info at nfaausa.com. Um, yep. That's the easiest. Get everything. Um, and you know, ideas are great. Um, you know, we you know, don't really need to have a lot of atoms, and we don't need a lot of your. Um, we just need good ideas. Um, so if you have anything. Please get that to us because, you know, you're our voice um, and, and we're your voice and we want it to be equitable and mutual and do the best for everybody. Absolutely. Well, Bruce, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today on the podcast. I, uh, I'm looking forward to updates from you as we get closer and have more of a uh, uh, feel for exactly when you're going to open registration and uh, the fees for the flights and that kind of thing. All of those details still to be worked out. You'll have yep. updates available on NFAAUSA.com. Um, we'll have updates uh, going forward as well. And I know that uh, the social media platforms, uh, the NFAA Facebook stuff, all of that will have some of that as well. So, Yeah, um, absolutely. But, you know, we, uh, we continue to look forward to talking to you as, as these things develop. And uh, we'll just keep in touch on it. Yeah, well, thanks, George. Thanks for all you do in informing the archery group. And, um, you know, I want to tell everybody to have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. So hopefully everything will go for the better.